Hey, this is Charles Barkley. This episode of LRW Gotham Review is brought to you by Racist Impressions. To the Batmobile. Let's go. L.I.W. Gotham Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to L.I.W. Gotham Review. I am your host, Phoenix West. Today's episode is Gotham 202, Knock, comma, Knock. All right. Where we last left off was, I haven't watched this show in like a fucking month, so I'm literally going to find out right now. I believe, no, I'm kidding, uh, that rich dude... Theo is his name. I just had to seriously stop the show and look it up because I don't know it. All right, anyway, <clears throat> Theo blackmails the mayor. Um, not really sure why they have him comp- captive, but they do. He's played by uh, Richard Kind. Uh, love that dude. He's great. He's the equivalent of a Richard Karn. No, that's that's uh, the guy from Home Improvement. Richard Kind, I believe. He him and uh, he reminds me of another actor. Anyway, holy shit. Uh, he has a box over his head, and Theo's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and pull this little thing, pull this door open, and it's gonna, I'm going to put another box in there, and I'm going to empty a spider in there, and then I'm going to close it on you. Or, that's choice one, or there's choice two. In choice two, you call your wife, and you tell her that you left forever, and you're never coming back, and blah, blah, blah. He blackmails him, and then obviously he chooses number two, and he's like, he takes a box off his head, and he's like, eh, or he opens it up, and he's like, ah, there was no spider. <laughs> oh, the, what the mind can do. Uh, he just kind of sits there and proud of himself like a Bond villain. He feels like a Bond villain, like the beginning of one. I know the season's called Villains Rise. And maybe he's a Bond villain rising. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's just like, well, you know, next maybe the, if you don't do what I say, there's going to be something. You're going to wish there was a spider, basically. I, the scene was kind of boring for for me some of these scenes are just kind of boring in the show they really are i didn't like this episode until the tail end of it pretty much i liked all the stuff with the joker but whatever speaking of which since theo released the joker these other guys and barbara they're all on the loose and they're kind of embracing the fact that they were in an insane asylum they're all dressed like it they have these weird outfits where it's like a t-shirt it's like when you see those guys with t-shirts with the tuxedo printed on it. It looks like that, but with the crazy um, straight jacket straps printed on it. It's fucking dumb, but it's cool looking at the same time. You're like, why? Would, who, who made those? Who took the time to make those? Why would they? It's like the dress that Barbara wears in the insane asylum. What the fuck happened? I want to know. Really. Anyway, the Joker is throwing bodies... Oh, excuse me. They start off with showing the newspaper office, and he's just like, "These headlines are crazy. We got to find some some good story out there." Oh, you guys are finding nothing. And behind him, you see like a body fall, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And it's behind him, so he doesn't see it, and he keeps talking like, "We got to find." And then another body, another body, and finally they all look, and they reveal who's doing it. And it's the Joker on the roof with all those crazy guys he escaped with, and they're they, they show that, that everyone has red on them, but they don't show what it is yet. And they're like, "What's the last one? What should it say?" And he. He puts an explanation point on it. 
And then he's like, oh, to the left, to the right. Oh, there we go. Throw it. And they throw the bodies off. And they reveal what they wrote. It's spelled Maniacs. M-A-N-I-A-X. With an exclamation point at the end. And that must have been hard as shit to get them to land that way and spell it that way in that order. It would have been impossible. They just threw them too far. I would believe it if they just dropped them straight down. But they threw them out in the middle of the intersection. Do you know how hard it would be to throw a grown man's body to the middle of the intersection? Especially when they're alive. If they're dead, that's a different story. They're not flailing. They're not causing... They're not fighting it at all. They're, but when they're alive, you're going to be kicking and screaming. Anyway, holy shit. It was cool. It was a cool moment, I guess. It was cooler than it was practical, I guess. I don't know. It was... I think they threw in the order. Like M8 and then the A and then the N. I guess that was the only way they could really do it. But if they threw them out of order, holy shit, you would never get it done. Anyway, I don't, they did that. They're, basically, they're trying to get headlines to be like, hey, we're the maniacs. We're team maniacs. Everyone pay attention to us. I don't know why they're trying to create this fear. I'm not really sure what the end goal is for Theo, why he's doing this. All he's really doing is training the Joker. And he's literally training all of these guys. It's I kind of like I I like this, but I don't get the point of it. So it's kind of I have like mixed feelings. Obviously, he's literally being like, "All right, who here can do?" It's weird. He's like, "All right, so we need to be more theatrical. We need to be. We need to. You guys are going to be on camera. You need theatrics. You need to be able to captivate your audience." And he's like, "All right, so now I need one of you guys to say, ladies and gentlemen, here or something like that." And then oh, they all do it, and they're all boring. And then the Joker does it. He gets up on the table, and he does, and he's like, "Very, very good." And then the one, the bushy-haired dudes, all jealous, and blah blah blah. They, the uh, Gordon, what's her fucking name? What's her goddamn name? Doesn't matter. They, uh, his his boss. They talk about what they all did, and the, the crazy guy ate like twenty-four women. It's like the fuck. And then the other guy killed his family. And the other guy, I don't know, fucking killed a bunch of other people. And you're like, all of these guys exist in this one city. And this show is just a nonstop barrage of psychopaths who eat, torture, kill, rape. One guy was a rapist that they said. They rape, they murder, they, they steal, they blow shit up. They're, they're terrorists. And I was like... If this happened in a city, the city would be empty. You know why? Why the fuck would you want to live there? There is no Batman yet. There's literally no reason to live here when your life is on the line at every moment. There are just terrorists running around in the streets, just running amok. And apparently nobody's doing anything about it. Everyone in this Gotham apparently knows that the, everything's corrupt. They're all like, yep, this is the way it is. That means the cops are corrupt and working for the villains, like they were in the last season with Maroni and all that. But in this, the villains are rising, they're getting dangerous, they're getting scary, they're literally killing people. In this, they get a... I'll get to it in a minute, but... They're fucking terrorists, and then they're just allowed to run amok. And like, get the goddamn shit out of that city. There's... It's so dangerous there. I just don't get why you would stay there. Why Batman should have nobody to protect when he gets around. He should have to move to Cleveland or something to go protect people. It just doesn't make sense why you would live there. I don't have that much fucking pride in my city. If 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 16 terrorists showed up and were just allowed to walk around Phoenix, I'm the fuck out of here. I don't give a shit. 
And I know I'm not from here, but holy shit, don't give a fuck. I don't care. I would abandon my child to get out of here. I would push my family down like zombies were coming and let them get eaten before I get in and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Either that or you join the terrorists just long enough to get out. Like, yeah, I'll be on your side. Here we go. And then you run away when you get a chance. I, do, I just don't, I don't know why you'd stay there. Holy shit. Fuck this town. Fuck it. Uh, Alfred smashes the computer. What a dick move. I shouldn't have read the note. I should have eased into it. But I just flat out read it. And here we are. That's where we're at now. No, but Bruce Wayne is in the, the little sub-basement thing that his dad built uh, behind the door that they opened up in the last episode. And he's like, oh, I'm going to find out what happened to my dad. And then they fucking show Alfred just smashing the shit out of it. And he's like, you'll never... And he just goes nuts on it. He's like, I will not allow you to be killed by the same thing. That whatever's in there got your dad killed. I won't let it happen to you, too. I'm, I'll protect you. And then Bruce Wayne flexes his fucking tiny little prepubescent muscles, or I guess pubescent, and goes, you're fired, get out. And he's, he's a terrible crier, but whatever. It's not his fault, he's a little kid. He's a teenager. But he starts crying and fires Alfred, tells him, like, get out. And then they go back to the maniacs. And I like this scene. It's really, it lets you know that the Joker is fucking crazy. Because this, he goes to reach for a sword, I believe. And then the crazy long hair dude grabs it. And then they start fighting. And he's like, you better give me that sword. And they kind of like do like theatrics back and forth. It's, it, I can't tell if they're fucking around or they're really going to kill each other. I feel like the Joker might have killed him. But the, the dude with the hair is like, I've, I ate 24 women. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? You just killed your parents. He goes, well, everybody's got to start somewhere. And you're like, I like the actor a lot that plays the, plays the Joker. He's cool. His name is... Well, the character's name is Jerome Valesca. Jerome Valesca. Whatever. Who cares about his last name? Jerome. I like the kid. I like him a lot. He's, he's cool. I, he, all he has to do is show up, smile a lot, and overact. That's really all he has to do. And you, you'll get praise, pretty much, if you play the Joker. You're going to get judged harshly at first, and then people just accept it. That's what happens with every single fucking Joker. Yeah, they do this awesome thing where, like I said, the guy took the knife away, the sword away, and then the Joker wants it. So Theo walks up and he goes, guys, we, we don't have time for this. Like, we, can, we don't have time to settle this. It's like, and then he kind of realizes, oh, you guys are serious. This has to be settled now. We have to find a leader to see, basically Alpha Dog. And he, uh, he t- takes out a revolver, spin, you know, empties out the bolts, puts one back in, you know, flips the chamber around, gives it. Holds the gun up, and then the Joker goes. Jerome goes, "Ladies first. And you know, and then the, the long hair guy pulls the trigger at his head. Nothing. And the Joker does one. Nothing. And then he stares at him. He's like, he's like, I, I forget exactly what he says, but he just keeps pulling the trigger. Like he pulls it three times, I think, or four times, or something. So there's only one bullet left. And he's like, hands it back to him. And then Theo walks up and he goes, "All right, well, you're clearly the leader now." So and hands him he hands him the sword. And I was like, "I like that moment. It just lets you know he's fucking crazy, and just doesn't give a shit." It's a, it's, I mean, not in a typical way. Like uh, the Dark Knight trilogy did it a really good way, where he just doesn't give a shit. But then you realize his plan is so involving. He clearly gives a shit, and he comes up with the plans, and he says he doesn't. But yeah, I I, I do like. The Joker's not my favorite villain. He's you know, he's up there. I like the Riddler. I like Penguin. I like Bane. I don't know. I just like... The Joker's a lot of fun, though. He's like the main villain, so he's kind of got to accept it. 
At this time, Gordon goes and talks to Harvey Bullock, who's still working at the bar. He is apparently dating a giant raging cunt, because he just literally talks to him. And I get where she's coming from, but just wait and see. I hate people that jump over shit. She, but he goes in there and he's like, hey, Harvey, how's it going? And they start chit-chatting. And she walks up and goes, why don't you fuck off, basically. Like, get out of here. He doesn't want to help you. He just, he's not a cop anymore. And he's like, I just want to talk. He's like, yeah, I just want to talk. And he goes, well, actually, I did want a favor. And she's like, I knew it. Like, just calm the fuck down, lady. Like, let him. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And if he's going to say no, he's going to say no. But if he says yes, then he doesn't give a shit about you. So just wait and see what happens before you. You know what I mean? You... You scaring Gordon away doesn't make Harvey love you anymore. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't protect you. It just keeps him unhappy longer if that's really what he wants to do. You dumb cunt. That's how that works. That's how smothering works. Fucking bitch. Ugh. Anyway. Uh yeah, he he's like, I can't help you. But he kinda gives him little tips of because the Joker stole a truck when they did the why they he wants to know why they killed those certain people with the maniacs written on them. He kidnapped them from a truck yard or some sort of yard. Yard. I don't know. Cities have yards and movies and shit. Uh, but he's like, you know, go find out why he took them. And then they find the truck. And they find out there's a truck missing after they take inventory. And then there's a whole thing that happens. Anyway, Edward Nigma is getting real fucking weird. And he's starting. You, it is called Villain's Rise. His is slower. He's only killed one person so far. But his is more of an internal struggle right now. I like it. I like that they're taking their time with it. I think he's going to get really big by the end of the season because they're taking their fucking time with it. I like it. He walks up to, what's her fucking name, the girl he likes. I can never remember her name. Who cares? He, he, he goes, I have to ask you a question. And she's like, yeah. He's like, did, did you know that houseflies uh, f- fly in the key of F? She's like, no. He's like, yep. He walks away, and she walks away, and I was like, okay, that was really fucking creepy. I feel like she should start to really be scared for her safety. At this point, he seems like he might um, like kill her, sew her into a lamp of some sort, wear her skin, and then fuck himself. So he technically fucked her. I don't know what he's going to do. He seems like he would really do something really crazy, and it's not going to be good for her. There's no happy ending for her, is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't end well. She needs to get the fuck away from her, from him. Get a new job, you know, move to a new city where there's not terrorists just running around. That'd be a good move for her, but she seems to like weird... She seems to like the like it. I don't know. She's like a freaky, freaky girl. I don't understand it. <sighs> Miss Kringle. That's her fucking name. A dumb name. Anyway, and I was thinking when uh, Edward Nygma was doing... He starts to do a split personality thing, but he actually sees himself in, like, a cool... He's like, whoa, I'll take over. It's not a big deal. I can do that. And he's like, looks all cool and fly and shit compared to his normal dorky self. And I'm like, I've seen this before on on Family Matters with Steve Urkel. The, the, the suave Urkel takes over, and, like, that doesn't end well either. I'm like, this is very familiar. I don't remember what his fucking name was on Family Matters, the, the uh, cool version of him. That he makes in a lab like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. It's that's what it felt like though. It I was like, oh, this could hopefully they don't do that. <laughs> like that didn't work out so well on the show. It's kind of cheesy. But I like what they did. I like that it's he actually sees himself and he's going crazy for some for apparently no reason. They're, they don't really explain why. 
like he's like in his thirties and he's suddenly getting a mental breakdown or mental illness. It's just seems a little old, but whatever. I'm not. I won't put it past him. Gotta do something, right? Uh, I just think he's a little too old for this to be happening. And he's old to fight Batman later. He's not like a very action-y villain anyway, so I guess it, it's fine. It's fine that he's smarter and older. Whatever. Ah, nitpicking. It's fun. Uh, the Joker, meanwhile, they pick out a school bus. And they're in a fire, or like a, uh, what's it called? Like the, the big rigs that fill up planes and, boat and stuff like that with the gas. Uh, a gasser. I don't, I don't know what the fucking word's called. Anyway, they, they find this school bus. They take it over. He gets in there and he ties all these... It's like all these cheerleaders going to a game or something. I don't know why they have a whole bus just for the cheerleading squad. That's a big fucking squad. Anyway, he ties them up to the chair, sprays them all in gas, and he goes outside and he's about ready to blow it up. Uh, ben, ben shows up. Ben McKenzie's character. I don't know why I said Ben. James Gordon shows up, played by Ben. Shows up, and he's like, he goes to stop him. And I like that the Joker is smart and crazy. Because he goes, don't bother running, guys. They can't shoot at us. There's a fucking school bus full of gasoline. And I'm like, yeah, I guess they would know that it was gasoline when I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, I guess they would, because they know. But he he really thought into that and knew they would know. Because what if they showed up and I'm just like, oh, he's hurting these girls. I don't know. Oh, there's water everywhere. Shoot him. Like, they would just kill everyone. And luckily, he knows that he knew that they knew that it was a gas truck. Got lucky there. Kind of kind of luck. Kind of smart. I don't know. The uh, They leave a guy behind to light the truck on fire, and then they drive off. And then uh, Gordon gets the guy after he put, you know, drives the truck away, gets the guy. He's questioning him. He's like, what, who the fuck sent you? Who did this? Why would they do this? He gets sniped, like right in the fucking head. Uh, or chest, I forget which. Doesn't matter. By fucking Michonne. That girl I said reminds me of Michonne from The Walking Dead. She works for the rich dude, um, Theo. I'm not really sure what her role is. She just seems to work for Theo. He's like, She's like a really good sniper. Kind of useless character so far. Doesn't really do much. They... Okay, then it shows a really, really, really awkward scene where I wasn't sure how it was going to go. It could have went one of several ways, one of which would have been very uncomfortable. They show Alfred bump into Lucius Fox. Lucius, which I will not not pronounce it that way. He bumps into him at a bar, and it got really weird. They, He's like, hey, oh, hey, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're... You're Lucius, aren't you? And he kind of like talks into him, and they have a weird conversation where I'm like, "Are they gay? Is is Alfred gay?" Because he's just like, "Hey, how you doing? I got a proposition for you." And I was like, "What the fuck's gonna happen right now? What is happening?" It seemed like they were at a gay bar. Not so much the, the, the surroundings look gay or anything, or the people behind them, just the uncomfortableness between these two men. And he's like, uh, "I don't know." The guy who does Lucius, his voice, oh my god. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I sound like I'm being dubbed over in a, in a in a martial arts movie. I sound like I'm very, very uncomfortable. I sound like I'm really trying to talk slowly and, and very calmly. I'm doing a severely white voice only. He talks like this, and he's like sounds like he's very, very calm and measured. I am the most measured man in the world. And I was like, okay, that's what we're doing, huh? Super white voice, okay. 
And then Alfred tells him a very super confusing, very super, that's fun, confusing story about Kippers and some guy who betrayed him and how he shouldn't have betrayed him. And I think he killed him, but I'm not really sure because the story was so convoluted. I lost, lost track of where we were. Something about fish. I don't fucking know. And then he's like, I want to be able to trust you. And he's like, I want to trust you. Well, you trust me too. Bruce Wayne, I'm looking out for his best interest. He sounds so weird. He's like doing an impression of Charles Bronson. It's very, it's very weird. And basically he wants to like help. He wants Lucius to, he wants to be able to trust Lucius because he works at Wayne Enterprises and, and, uh, um, Bruce Wayne ba- already brought back Alfred at this point. He's like, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to fire you. I know you're looking out for me, but I'm doing this anyway. I want you to train me. And, and Alfred said, okay. So that's why he goes to talk to Lucius. But I didn't know that until after this whole conversation, which is why I didn't mention it till right now, because it doesn't matter until then. I was like, why the fuck is he talking to him? He, he wants someone to trust on, on the Wayne Enterprise side, who he knows is going to look out for Bruce, because he knows Bruce might get killed looking into the info, which they already explained. Uh, this The episode so far at this point, I was like, eh, it's okay, I'm just kind of bored. But here's when it gets awesome. Gordon's in the office in the precinct, gets a phone call from Barbara, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you calling me? Like, where are you? And he wants to go, you know, arrest her. And she's like, you look great. And he turns around. She's right there at a payphone. There's a payphone inside the inside the building, the precinct building. There's a goddamn payphone. And I guess that makes sense, right? There'd be payphones so people can make calls. Not when you're under arrest, but like if you just got released, you'd be like, I want to make a call so I can get a ride. I guess that makes sense. But I'm like, she just called him from right there. And then she walks outside and he, he runs after her very heroically. They show... These cops walk in and like, and you kind of realize who it is after he says it. But he's like, "I want to talk to, I want to talk to Essen." He does his voice, and um, they show up. They they reveal that it's the maniacs, and they just start shooting everybody. And I'll get to that in a second. But Bar- um, Gordon is outside chasing Barbara, and she turns around. She looks good. She's fine. She's wearing like a you know a long coat, and she's like. Oh, you never care, blah, blah. And then they start talking. Who cares about what? And then this guy shows up named Aaron and starts beating the shit out of Gordon. And I'm like, is Aaron Bane? Bane Aaron? I don't... He he seems like Bane. He's just this big guy who's not there and he just crushes people. And I didn't... I don't know where they're going with that. Maybe... I'm, I'm sure it's not Bane. But here's the thing with the show is I'm looking for villains in everyone. I believe right now... Commissioner Gordon could could turn into a villain, and they just have another guy who coincidentally is named James Gordon take over as commissioner. I don't know at this point. I'm looking for them in everyone, literally everyone. I believe, I believe he could be Bane, but it's not very. It's just not epic enough for them, you know. Everything's so theatrical about this show. Anyway, they get in a fight. He gets his ass kicked. Back inside, they. The Joker, they killed like all the cops pretty much. There's a huge shootout. Uh, Edward Nigma saves what's her fucking dumbass name. Um, and then they show Essen, and she's just sitting there. And then the Joker gets her, and he holds her, you know, got a gun to her head. She spits in his face, and he's like, I kind of like that. And he's like, Can you do it again? And he's like, All right, my turn. And then he does a really good job of being the Joker in this scene. I liked it. 
his face during these scenes when he's laughing is so awesome. It's more like the comics or like the cartoon than it is anybody else. Like he's not doing an impression of Heath Ledger. He's not doing an impression of Jack Nicholson, which is the best you can hope for. Even if he's not interesting or anything, you just don't want to be like, we're trying to do this. You don't want that. I don't know why that's somehow worse than to come up with your own thing, but it is. Uh, lots of, after he's about to kill her, they don't really show it, and you don't know what happened to her. And I was like, he's not going to kill her. She just got commissioner. No, no big deal. And then they show, like, all these people stand up in the police precinct. And I'm like, well, I thought you were, guys were all fucking dead. Like, you guys are just laying there while they killed your boss and, like, everyone else. And, uh, or killing your boss, torturing her. And I was like, you guys just fucking laid there while this happened? You guys are assholes. <laughs> you guys are the worst cops. Um, but at this time, they show uh, uh, Ben Gordon runs it. Not Ben Gordon. What? James Gordon. I keep Ben McKenzie is, is Ben Gordon. I will figure that out one day. Don't worry. Um, Gordon runs in too late. Uh, Essen's already shot in the stomach. She dies. Um, oh, he, she's still alive. And he turns to his girlfriend who works with him. And he's like, is you know, she going to make it? And Leslie's like, no, shakes her head no. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, whisp- like whisper that shit. Like, don't don't let her hear you. Like, let her die peacefully, not, like, freaking out. Like, I'm dying. Like, yo, you're going to make it. Yeah, just stay calm. You're supposed to calm people. Like, why not let them go calm? If she's not going to make it, don't be like, mm-mm, no, she's goner. She's donezo. She's deadsville. Ugh. She's, like, totally not going to make it. She's going to be a not-alive person very soon. Ugh. Gross. She's a gross deado. Ugh. Icky. But, and then, you know, Essen dies right after she says that. Okay, here's my thing with the Joker. You know what? I'll finish the show, then I'll get into it. Um, pretty much after that, it's just Lucius fixing the computer because Alfred asked him to. He's going to get the computer running for, for uh, Bruce Wayne just so he can figure out what happened to his dad. Um, there's an awesome recording that they kind of took from... Uh, well, that ain't really because it's happened in the cartoon and the comics, but they have a recording of... Jerome slash Joker doing a handheld thing where he's screaming to the camera and kills this cop. I didn't really sure what the message was. He's just like, hey, wake up. You guys are all slaves. You think insane people are all... It's bad to be insane, but really I'm just free. It's that bullshit that crazy maniacs say all the time. Um, in reality, what's the difference? If you're just killing people, are you, how are you How are you free? I, don't, I just... Oh, whatever. Um, let's see. And that, that's where it ends. It ends with that video and Ben, Ben McKenzie, um, Commissioner Gordon, or not Commissioner Gordon, he's just officer at this point. James Gordon is like, okay, that was weird. And that's where it ends. And I'm like, okay, that was, that was a fine wrap up. Kind of a boring episode in the first half. I liked all the stuff with the Joker. I liked the stuff with the Maniacs. I didn't care for the stuff with most of Ben Gordon's stuff before that. The Bruce Wayne shit was boring. But I get that they had to go through all that stuff to get somewhere else. They're setting up stuff for later. And I get that. I didn't I didn't not like the episode, so don't don't get me wrong. Um also Harvey Bullock is back as his partner. He's back as a cop, which means his dumb cunt girlfriend <gasps> happened anyway. Like I said, you dumb cunt. God, back off. Anyway, the thing I wanted to get to was the Joker. He is set up as a crazy person. I get that. He did too much in this one episode. And by that, I mean, 
he made himself such a fucking target. How are they gonna not get him by the like real quick? He. And what I'm saying is, he came into a police precinct, shot all the cops, killed the commissioner, and walked away. And I get that he walked away, but he shouldn't get to walk away for long because, like, if he keeps doing this, they're gonna send like the fucking army in after him. How long do you keep this internalized? If there's a domestic terrorist running around, just like I said, a bunch of them, they're going to send the National Guard in. They're going to send the fucking Marines. They're going to do what they can to stop this threat. They're doing... I know it's a comic book show, and I get that, but he's doing way too much too quickly. Like, he killed so... He was going to blow up a, a bus full of teenage girls and then go kill all the cops in town, and just... That was the plan. And I know that I work for a rich guy, Theo, but that doesn't fix terrorism, especially in a post-9-11 society where that's like the, the worst word you can say. Like calling a woman a cunt isn't as big of a deal as calling someone a terrorist is anymore. It's, just, it, it's replaced the word cunt. That's how bad it is. And I just think he's doing too much and it doesn't make sense. It's just too much at the, at the head of the show. Anyway, looking forward to future episodes, especially with the Riddler. Um, Penguin hasn't been, wasn't in this episode. I hope, I think he's back in the next couple. I saw an image. Uh, again, I'm a little behind, but that's just how I roll. I am Phoenix West. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry it was so rambling and confusing. Um, I will be more diligent in the next episodes as far as really watching them and remembering. It's hard. Anyway, go to loiteringonwonderland.com, loiteringonwonderland.com. Check out all the other shows, um, buy a book. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LAW Podcast, Facebook, Loiter Wonderland, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, YouTube. Share, review. I appreciate all the reviews. They're always fun. You guys are awesome when you chime in. Love it. Thanks, guys. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix. Phoenix? I am Phoenix West. That's my name. <laughs>